wickedness is real oppression is real but more real is our victory for this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith God has commissioned Dr. David Oyedebo the presiding bishop of Winners Chapel International to preach the word of faith liberating men everywhere from all oppression of the devil get set for an empowerment that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies and subdue them under your feet. Shall we lift up our two hands? Let's give God thanks this morning. Let's appreciate Him. Nothing is impossible with Him. Nothing is impossible with Him. Give Him thanks this morning. Somebody's story is about to change. Somebody's destiny is about to change. Give him thanks, give him thanks, give him thanks, give him thanks, give him thanks. La rotoso procliando sapatalada. Is somebody appreciating Jesus? Lerianda clato pralada. Lord, I am not returning the same way I came this morning. I am not returning the same way I came. Touch me, Lord Jesus. Lebriando ko tapralanda yada lada bagada bralato shapralandi alanaba. Father, we thank you. Blessed be to your mighty name. Healing hand. Healing hand. The hands of Jesus is a healing hand, taking my sorrows and my pains, bringing back my hopes again. The hands of Jesus is a healing hand. Lift up those two hands to heaven this morning. God is about to do in your life what man cannot do. God is about to do what doctors cannot do. God is the only one that performs an operation without any spill of blood. He is the only one that performs operation without any cut. I therefore decree, whatever is hiding in your body, in form of affliction, in form of sickness, in form of disease, in form of infirmity, Today you shall be free in the name of Jesus. Lord, breathe upon your wall. Let our lives be transformed and let your name be glorified. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus' precious name. Unchangeable, reliable, reliable. 
Only you can do what no man can do. Unchangeable, reliable, only you can do what no man can do. Mighty God, mighty God, hallowed be your name. Faithful God, you are worthy to receive all the praise. You alone, you are the Oh, you are the song that I sing. You are the lover of my soul. One more time. Mighty God, mighty God, hallowed be your name. Faithful God, faithful God. Oh, you are worthy to I like you to sing this song from the depth of your heart this morning. Oh, you are the air that I bring. You are the song. Oh, you are the lover of Okay. With you, Lord, with you, there is no impossibility. Oh, with you, Lord, with you, oh, I can move the mountain. Oh, whatever you say, we surely come to pass at the mention of your name. Oh, missing unchangeable, reliable. Only you can do what no man can do. Unchangeable God, reliable God. Only you can do what no man can do. There is nothing. Absolutely nothing. Oh, there is nothing impossible unto you. Oh, you give sight to the blind. No one can deny your greatness and your power. Make me just a wonder. Oh, wonder walking God. I can see you everywhere, touching every life. Removing every pain, there is nothing, absolutely nothing. Oh, there is nothing impossible unto you. Everybody sing unchangeable, oh, reliable. Only you can do what no man can do. you this morning what no man can do what your employer cannot do may God do it for you what your lecturers cannot do may God do it for you in the name of Jesus thank you faithful father in Jesus precious name we have prayed Help me walk up to five persons and announce to them, I am changing levels. I am changing levels. I am changing levels. I am changing levels on every side. I am changing levels on every side. Hallelujah. Now, don't. Amen. Bring it down a little. 
Maybe the person is not shaking you well now. Don't, don't mind. Never mind. Never mind. After this service, tell this person, tell the person next to you. You better shake me well now. <laughs> tell the person, after this service, you will feel firm to see me. Why? Because God is changing my level dramatically. Glory to Jesus. You are blessed. May today be your day. In the name of Jesus. Put those blessed hands together for the Lord and let me comfortably sit at. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to warmly and heartily welcome every one of you to this glorious service in the name of Jesus. Today is a special communion service. Communion that will be taking off every affliction in your body in the name of Jesus. Weaknesses shall be turned to strength this morning in the name of Jesus. And also it doubles as our healing banquet service. So guess it is a loaded service. You are living here this morning with a full package in the name of Jesus. We'll be looking into God's world very swiftly and very briefly this morning. Engaging the supernatural power of love. Engaging the supernatural power of love. But don't forget, we are still in the month where God's servant has told us through the help of the Holy Spirit that the supernatural is my realm in redemption. The supernatural is my realm in redemption. Now say it with me, the supernatural is my realm in redemption. Now, while I was meditating on that prophetic focus for the month of June, the Lord told me, he said, the supernatural is my realm. Take note of the word my, not our. My, not our. That tells you that the supernatural has to do with you. It's an individual thing. There is no group when it comes to the supernatural. There is no group work or family team when it comes to the supernatural. Everything that has to do with supernatural is an individually orchestrated act. If it has to do with the supernatural, then it has to do with you as an individual. Glory to Jesus. Jesus was operating in the realm of the supernatural, but his disciples were not. Ordinary demon they could not cast out. Why? Because it's a personal thing. My prayer for you today, as we look into God's word, may your understanding be enlightened. In the precious name of Jesus. So, you can't operate in the supernatural as a group. Everyone that enters the realm of the supernatural, enters there as an individual. So, that is why you must take personal responsibility to enter into that realm. It's a realm of rest. The supernatural is a realm of what? A realm of rest is a, a realm where you have rest on every side. There are people that have rest health-wise, but in their finances, they don't have rest. There are people that have rest in their finances, but in their marriage, they don't have rest. But the realm of the supernatural is a realm of rest. A realm where you don't go through stress. That is the realm somebody is entering this morning. You are not saying they believe in Amen. I'd like us to begin this morning by saying, if we must operate in the supernatural, there is what to do. And that is why we are looking at engaging the supernatural power of love. The supernatural 
places a demand on you. If you must walk in the realm of the supernatural, there are demands. So that is why you must engage. Everyone must engage individually to enter into this realm. Glory to Jesus. If you look all through scriptures, everyone that operated in the realm of the supernatural, there was one thing or the other that they did. It never came free. The supernatural does not jump on people. There is work to do. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, we'll show you some few things that must be done for you to enter into this realm. Glory to Jesus. What is the supernatural? The supernatural is a realm of rest, number one, which we said. Number two is a realm of signs and wonders. The supernatural is a place where the impossible naturally becomes possible. It's a place where things that have been written off becomes your daily lifestyle. Things that look so hard and difficult for others become the normal happenings in your life. It's a realm where you command signs and wonders without sweat. Glory to God. You command great results without sweat. After today, you won't sweat to survive. After today, you won't sweat to succeed. You are not saying a believing amen. Glory to Jesus. You won't sweat to succeed in any aspect of your life. In your finances, you won't sweat to succeed. In your academics, you won't sweat to succeed. When we were in the university, we had a friend. His name is Peter. Peter, in all the exams that he wrote, all throughout his stay in the university, he did diploma and he entered um, direct. All the years he spent in the university, he never spent more than 30 minutes in any exam. Not one. There are some he uses 15 minutes, 20 minutes to write exams. And the, the, the most annoying part of it, he comes in late, but he's the first to come out. Glory to God. Now, the reason why I say it's annoying because it was annoying to some of us. You understand what I mean? Annoying. He would just walk in. Peter, he would just walk in. Sit and he usually sits at the front. You know those kind of people, they sit at the front. <laughs> they will sit at the back so that nobody disturbs them. He will sit directly face to face with the examiner. Sits at the front. And he's up. Glory to God. He's up. Sometimes while we are studying all throughout the night, rushing to class to go and arrange ourselves in special seats, <laughs> glory to God, the young man will still be sleeping. Glory to God. After today, may you live a sweatless life. A sweatless life. Now, I called him one day out of anger. I said, come, sit down. <laughs> sit down. What, what is your problem? Not just problem. What is the secret? <laughs> and he gave me some clues that helped me. He told me, I should tell you, uh, glory to God. Now, he said there are ways to study as a student and succeed without stress. He said, number one, he said, I will only tell you two. I have five that I use, but I will only tell you two. <laughs> uh, glory to God. Yes, you, you expect me to tell you everything. He pays school fees now. Me, I pay school fees. You have to pay your school fees as well. <laughs> Glory to God. I will only tell you two. He said, number one, when you begin a session, focus more on those difficult subjects. Those are the subjects you should focus on. Start studying. 
Start reading it. Spend more time. If you read other easy subjects with one hour, use four hours from this particular one. I took note of it. Number two, he said, I summarize all my notes. He can pick a whole note as, as, as large as this. He can summarize it into just one sheet. Glory to God. So while we are carrying big, big textbook, Peter has one small... <laughs> One small leaflet. And he's just, so when he enters exam hall, everything is in his head. Glory to Jesus. He summarizes it. How many that's I will tell you? Two is okay. <laughs> May you enter into the realm where you live a life without stress. A life without struggles. So shall it be for you in the name of Jesus. For you to operate in the supernatural quickly this morning, there are three questions you must be able to answer. If you must operate in the supernatural, you must be able to answer these three questions. Number one, who am I? Who am I? If I ask some of you now, who are you? My name is Mr. Okoro. That's not what I mean. <laughs> Glory to God. That's not what I mean. Who are you in redemption? Who are you in Christ Jesus? If you can't confidently answer that question, you can't operate in the realm of the supernatural. And do you know the truth? Life will ask you this question. These three questions. Now. Life will ask you. If you don't ask yourself, a day will come, life will ask you. They asked John the Baptist. Because they saw the way he was operating in the supernatural. They came to him. They said, who are you? <laughs> and that was a very difficult man to work with. Very difficult man. They came to say, who are you? Who are you? Where are you from? He said, I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. You must know who you are. Many Christians don't know who they are. That's the reason why they live a careless life. Understand who you are. And that speaks of identity. If you must operate in the realm of the supernatural, you must have an identity. They say, are you John? Are you Elijah? He said, no. Are you Moses? He said, no. Are you the Messiah? He said, no. Who are you? They actually said, that it got to a point they were angry. They said, tell us, please tell us so that we'll go and report to those that sent us. He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. He said, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes. I'm not the Messiah. He knew who he was and it helped him fulfill his ministry. Until you know who you are as a believer, the devil will tell you who you are not. Until you identify who you truly are, wrong people around you will show to you who you are not. May God give somebody understanding this morning. Glory to God. So number one, you must be able to answer that question. Who am I? Number two, where am I from? Where am I from? You know, if you must operate in the supernatural, you must erase your mind of the natural. Many of us are operating with the mentality of the natural, but yet wants to see the manifestations of the supernatural. It's not like a normal question. If I ask you now, where are you from? I won't be surprised to hear I'm from Zimbabwe. I'm from Polokwane. <laughs> Glory to God. That's not where you are from. 
We went to buy, we went to check some few things during the was it last week or something. And we met a lady. We were talking, the world about four, three of us. Then with the way we entered the place and we were checking and all that, doing all that. She asked us, she said, You people, where are you people from? We said we are from Zion. <laughs> we are from where? From Zion. She said, Where is Zion? We said, Zion is the city of the living God. <laughs> Zion is the city of the living God. He said, no, where are you? I'm serious. Where are you people from? We say we are from Zion. He said, where the hell is Zion? She couldn't understand. Where the hell is Zion? I said, in Zion, we have our own language. <laughs> Glory to God. We talk differently there. That's where God resides. We are from Zion. Where are you from? Let me ask your neighbor, where are you from? What was the person's reply? Limpopo. Opumalanga. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Where are you from? You must be able to answer that question. Number three question. What am I worth? What am I worth? Many Christians don't know their worth. They are in church, but they don't know their worth. That is why the devil is taking undue advantage of them. That is why the devil is playing games with their lives. Glory to God. Imagine a full-blown believer tied down to the hospital bed. No! I am worth more than that. Jesus died to set me free from it. Glory to God. Imagine a full-grown believer having attacks in the night and you are quiet about it. No! Put an end to it. Put an end to it. If you understand who you truly are, there are certain things that should not be happening around you. If you understand who you truly are, there are certain experiences you should not be going through. I see that becoming somebody's testimony this morning. That amen is not loud enough. Glory to God. What am I worth? What am I worth? It is your worth that determines your value. How well people appreciate and celebrate you is a function of your worth. How you carry yourself as a believer. If you buy a brand new shirt, a brand new shirt, plain white, and you put it at the entrance of your door, when people are coming, what would they do with it? They clean their legs with it because why? Where you kept it? Where you kept it? It is how you carry yourself that determines how the devil treats you. If you carry yourself as somebody who does not know what Jesus did for him or her, then the devil treats you as such. But when you understand the value that was placed on your life, the value that Jesus placed on you, then no devil can torment your life. I therefore decree an end to every satanic harassment in your life. You are not saying a believing amen. In James chapter 1, from verse 22 to 25, James chapter 1, Let's see something very quickly there. James chapter 1 verse 22. He said, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Verse 25. He said, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, and continue daring, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be what? Shall be blessed 
in his deed. Every time you look at yourself in the mirror, what do you see? What do you see when you look at yourself? Many people see their faces. That's why nothing has changed. Stop seeing your physical face in the mirror. Start seeing your future in the mirror. Glory to God. Start seeing what? Start seeing your future. Start seeing the next billionaire in dollars or in pounds. Start seeing it. Don't stand by the mirror and say, Hi, I have suffered. <laughs> no, that's not you. That's not you. Be pushing the cheek out. This thing should come out now. Come out. Glory to God. See somebody that is going somewhere to happen. When you stand by the mirror and you look at yourself, see a man that the world is waiting for. That's what I tell myself. I'll say, yeah, you are still here. In South Africa, the world is waiting for you. <laughs> the world is waiting for you. Glory to God. Now, I, I pray this prayer for you before and I will pray it again. If you think you will end in Durban or in South Africa, you are a joker. As far as you are a member of this church, you will go around the world. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is who you are. Don't limit yourself to where you are now. There is a place called greater. There is a place called forward. And from today, you are going forward. Include on yourself based on the situations happening around you. It's a mirage. You know what they call mirage? Glory to God. You know when you are traveling on the express, sometimes when you look in front, you look as if there, there is water. Have you, have you experienced it before? It will look as if there is water. But when you get there, you discover that everywhere is dry. There is no water. It's a mirage. The situations you are going through now is what? It's a mirage. It's not real. It's not. Look at yourself from the pages of God's word. You may not be able to afford house rent now. It's a mirage. Glory to God. You may not be able to eat the way you want to eat. It's a mirage. Very shortly, and I pray for somebody in this service. Very shortly, your word will hear of you. I said your word will hear of you. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. But what qualifies you for this kind of life? Number one, your partnership with Jesus. What qualifies you in this life of the supernatural? Where you live differently from others. Where people see you and they begin to marvel. What kind of man is this? Concerning Jesus, they say, what wisdom is this? Glory to God. What wisdom is it? In short, it got to a point, they say Jesus was possessed. Have you read that passage? They say, this man is possessed. He has the spirit of, of Bezebub. Glory to God. They said this man is possessed. Why? Because of the strange things he was doing. After today, you begin to do strange things. That people will not be able to predict and understand your, your, the dimension at which you'll be operating. That shall be somebody's experience. I said that shall be somebody's experience. In the name of Jesus. So therefore, your relationship with God, your partnership with God, is what brings you into this realm of the supernatural. 
Glory to God. Quickly, what are the keys to the supernatural? We'll just look at one because of time this morning. The keys to supernatural is number one key is love. Say with me, love. Say louder, say love. Any man that is not in love can't operate in the supernatural. Jesus could purely operate in the realm of the supernatural. Why? Because he had a heart of love. He opened blind eyes. He healed those that were sick. Delivered those that were oppressed. Glory to God. As a matter of fact, he went to the tomb of a man that was dead and he began to weep. He was crying a heart of compassion. I learned something from God's servant, Bishop David Abioe. He said, anytime you want to pray for the sick, he says, see yourself as though you are praying for your own child. Glory to God. Pray the way you will pray for your own child. That's how you pray for the sick. Imagine if you are praying for a, a new convert the way you pray for your own biological child. Why wouldn't that soul be saved? Your love for God. Your love for God. I see God give somebody understanding this morning. What is love? Love is a covenant channel through which the supernatural flows. Love is a covenant channel through which the supernatural flows. In Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18 and verse 27. Matthew 18, 27. He said, Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion and lose him and forgave him his debt. He was moved with compassion. There are people who don't have hearts for others. Glory to God. No sign of compassion in their hearts. Get to a point in your walk with God where the issues of people matters the most to you than your own personal issues. That is what ushers you into the realm of the supernatural. Glory to God. Familiarize yourself with people's problems. That is what brings you into the realm of the supernatural. You get to a point where you've lost interest in your own self. All you are doing is to make others live. All you are doing is to put smiles on other people's face. That is what ushers you into that realm. If you have this self-consciousness mentality or this kind of myself, myself and I mentality, you can't operate in that realm. Men of the supernatural are very soft at heart. They are easily moved with compassion. Because why? The love of God has been shared abroad in their hearts. It takes the love of God to operate in the realm of the supernatural. And how do you know a man that truly loves God? Number one, he must be an addicted soul lover. A man that loves souls. A man that is passionate for souls. You can't see people getting drunk and you are quiet about it. You can't see people going to hell and you pretend not to see them. A man that loves souls. You see people doing the wrong thing, you want to see how to bring them out of it. This life won't help you. Glory to Jesus. If you truly love God, you will love the dying souls. Because there are a lot of souls around you that are dying every day. They may still be physically alive, but they are gone. It's our duty as lovers of God to reach out to them. The Bible says this man was moved with compassion in his heart. Moved with compassion. And that was the lifestyle of Jesus. Moved with compassion. Papa was telling us, he said there was a day, a, I think he was entering the office or something, and they saw a, a, a lady crying. And they rushed, they said, what's the issue? 
Say the only child is dying. The child has a heart failure, a heart condition. And they have to fly the, the child abroad. Take the child abroad for, for operation. An emergency issue. Very sensitive case. And they said they needed to sign some papers and all that. Papa said, no, immediately take that child at my own expense. Take that child immediately to wherever they need to. Let them take the child now, immediately. And they flew the child abroad, did the operation, came back successfully. A heart of compassion. Glory to God. There are some of you seated here today. God will so bless you to the point that you'll be doing things without thinking. That is, you'll be, you'll be changing people's lives without thinking of it. Glory to Jesus. May that become your testimony after today. But can I tell you this? The level of blessing that God will give to you is a function of the kind of heart you have. There are Christians with a very stony heart. No matter what is happening to you, they are not saying it to Say, if you like, cry blood. <laughs> Glory to God. And you want to operate in the supernatural? No. Before God will bring you into the realm of the supernatural, he must have dealt with your heart. That little things moves you. Glory to God. Little things moves you. The Bible says, and that man had compassion. Somebody was owing him, if you read the entire story. Somebody was owing him. But because the man came, knelt down and was begging. Huge amount of money. He said he had compassion on him. There are some of you people are holding you. You don't allow them rest. They can't rest. You see, even the Bible says there shall be no peace for the wicked. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. You can't rest. Have you not seen Christians like that? You owe them a little money. Ah, sorry, it's your name, your, your, your surname. <laughs> Glory to God. They will trouble life out of you. Trouble life. A heart of compassion. Broaden your heart. Enlarge your heart. Until your heart is enlarged towards people and towards God, you can't operate in certain realms of life. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. What is love number two? Love empowers our faith to deliver. Love empowers our faith to deliver. Write down Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6. Galatians 5, 6 and 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 2. Galatians 5, 6, 1 Corinthians 13, 2. Glory to God. He said, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which walketh by love. You can't say you have faith if you don't have love. You can't operate in faith until you first operate in love. In short, faith works by love. From where we just read. Faith works by love. You see, the reason why many people's faith are not producing is because their faith lacks love. May God give you understanding. I said, may God give you understanding in the name of Jesus. Number three, what is love? Love empowers delightsome commitment to giving. Love empowers delightsome commitment to giving. If you truly love God, you will give with joy. You will give with cheerfulness of heart. You will give with excitement of spirit if you truly love God. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 3. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 3. If you love, you will give. He said, and though I bestow all my good to feed the poor, 
And though I give my body to be born and have no love, it profited me nothing. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Also in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. It says, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power, I bear record. That is even me, Paul, I can testify to it. Yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. They were giving beyond their power. Glory to God. They were giving beyond their power. Why? Because of their deep love for God. Praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of ministry to the saints. That is, they were begging him to take their gift, to please accept our gift. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Glory to Jesus. So until you give your heart first to God, you can't give to God. That's the reason why some people can't give to God. They can't. Why? Because they have not given their hearts to God. May God grant somebody grace this morning. I said may God grant somebody grace this morning. Also, you can write down 1 Chronicles chapter 29 from verse 3 to 9. 1 Chronicles chapter 29 from verse 3 to 9. Glory to Jesus. If you must operate in the supernatural, there are three things you must watch out for. Watch out for these three things. They will help you. Number one, watch out for commendation. The supernatural, we said, is a realm where you command signs without stress. And nothing kills people faster like commendation. Look forward to being commended by God instead of being commended by men. Human commendation can lead to your frustration. Glory to God. If you are operating in the supernatural, avoid human commendation. Glory to God. In Acts chapter 14, from verse 8 to 15, Acts chapter 14, we saw a very clear picture. Acts chapter 14, from verse 8. He said, And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked, he has never walked before. See the next verse. The same heart that Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Now see what happened next. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying, in the speech of Lyconia, the gods are come down to us in the what? In the likeness of men. Commendation. A man just prayed to God and God healed somebody. The people saw it and said, ah, this man is a God. Anytime people are commending you for what God did, Rono, are you hearing what I'm saying? When God brings you into the realm of the supernatural, the major mistake many people make is that they assume the glory to themselves. There is a level God will bless you. Never think it's your hard work. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Never think it's your smartness. 
Never think it's because you are intelligent. They say, what's your secret of success? say, ah, I went to the best school. <laughs> I went to the best school. I, I, I read, I read. I, ah, I read. I don't sleep. You're already taking the glory to yourself. Human commendation. It can frustrate you out of the realm of the supernatural. Glory to God. It can frustrate you out of the realm of the supernatural. I was explaining to you some, some Sundays back. I said the reason behind the attacks that David suffered is commendation of women. They sang a song that never existed. You know women can compose song. They can compose song with any situation. <laughs> Glory to God. David killed how many people? One man. They say he killed 10,000. He said Saul has slain his thousands Why David has slain his 10,000. How many people did God kill in Christ say David kill? Just one man, Goliath. They said it was 10,000. That was where his affliction started from. Glory to God. And he didn't reject it. He kept quiet. Don't keep quiet. <laughs> when people are singing your praise, don't keep quiet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you must go far in the school of the supernatural, learn to return the glory back to the doer. Glory to Jesus. Go to the next verse. Where are we? Verse what? Verse 11. Studio, can we go there? Verse 11. They began to cry and say, the gods have come back to us in the likeness of men. Where are they now? Glory to Jesus. But what happened? Bible says, Paul, he went as fast, tearing his shirt. He said, why are you doing this? I am just a man like you. Are we there now? See, and when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying, in the speech of Liconia, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. Verse 12. And they called Barnabas, Jupiter. And Paul what? Mercurius, because he was the chief, <laughs> chief speaker. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought us in and gallants unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. They wanted to perform rituals to honor them, to worship them. But let's see what happened in the next verse, verse 14. He said, which when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, had off, they did what? They rent their clothes and ran. Tell your neighbor, run. When people are singing your praises, it's not a time to spread your wings. It's a time to run. Commendation can frustrate a man's destiny. Bible says they ran among the people, crying out. The next verse. And saying, sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passion with you. We are the same like you. And preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heavens and earth and the sea and all the things that therein. See, we are men like you. We are not gods. Say with me, I am not a god. When I mean God, I mean God in... You understand what I'm saying? Glory to Jesus. Never take God's glory to yourself. Number two thing you must be conscious of. Number one, we say it's commendation. Number two is condemnation. If you are operating in the realm of the supernatural, you will suffer condemnation. People will say all manner of things about you. Glory to God. Be careful of it. 
when you allow condemnation enters into your system, it can lead to your destruction. When you allow condemnation enters, you know, the truth is many people believe what other people say about them more than what they think of themselves. That is why some of them have lost self-confidence. Why? Because they have allowed what people say get into them. It is foolishness. Hear this. It is foolishness to react to what somebody said about you. You may not understand this. It's deep. Pure foolishness. Somebody said, this is who you are. This is who you are. This is who. The question you should ask yourself, am I that? <laughs> Glory to God. Am I that? We were sending a case some time back, and two people came. He said, he said uh, uh, I, I, I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I asked him. I said, you are fighting because he said you are stupid. He said, yes. I have to teach him a lesson that I'm not stupid. So I asked him. I said, are you stupid? He said, no. <laughs> are you stupid? He said, no. So why are you reacting? If you are not stupid, he said, that's his own opinion. Let people say whatever they want to say. Don't let it get at you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you must operate in the supernatural, be ready for condemnation. There are realms God will take you people to now. There are realms God is about to bring somebody into. Get ready for attacks. Nobody ever threw javelin at David when he was in the bush. Is it true? It didn't throw javelin. But the day God honored him, brought him close to the palace, he started receiving javelin as bullets. Glory to God. He started receiving Nobody will mind you if you are not important. The reason why people are speaking against you is because you have a glorious destiny. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I was explaining to you some time back. I said, if you are in a football field and you are not with the ball, will camera focus on you? Glory to God. Cameras only focus on you when you are with the ball. There is something unique about you. Glory to God. There is something God has deposited in you. That is the major reason for the challenges you are going through. But I have good news for somebody. Be strong in the Lord. Because you are coming out of it in the name of Jesus. So be careful of condemnation. Glory to God. Have you not seen where people, somebody sings very well. Say, eh, want to tell us that he's the one that sings more. Glory to Jesus. Condemnation. If you must operate in the supernatural, people will tell you fake. They will say all manner of things. Be careful of it. Finally, number three on that, if you must operate in the supernatural, correction. Correction. This one, you are free to accept it. Glory to God. Whenever you are corrected, accept it. It helps you flow more in the supernatural. And correction can come from different people. Correction number one can come from God. Correction number two can come from your pastors. Are you aware there are people that can never be corrected? Never! You try to correct them, they react. Glory to Jesus. They react. Correction can come from your mentors. The reason why some people don't go far in life because they don't have anybody guiding them. They are not looking up to anybody. Ask them, who is your mentor? He's saying, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Glory to God. There are people God will strategically position around you to help your foolishness. 
There are people God will surround you with to preserve your life. Take correction. Help me tell your neighbor, take correction. If you want to go far in the journey of the supernatural, learn to take corrections. Corrections most times may be very difficult. Glory to God. Corrections most times may touch, touch that part that is a no-go area. Accept it. Accept it. Glory to God. You see situations, some people come, they say, sir, we are traveling. I say, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. And obediently, they return later on. They say, ah, thank God I didn't go. Thank God I didn't go. See what happened, see what happened, see what happened. Sometimes it's not because maybe I had God directly saying, don't go. Or tell him not to go. Sometimes inside of me, I just react. Glory to Jesus. Inside of me, I, just, I will advise you, don't go. You can shift it to the following week. Don't go. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Correction. If you want to go find life, learn to take corrections. May God grant you understanding. I said, may God grant you understanding. The realm of the supernatural, where you enter into that realm, you begin to live a stress-free life. And that shall be somebody's experience beginning from this service. You are not saying a believing amen. If you must operate in the supernatural, your love for God must be intense. Glory to God. It must be intense. Intensify your love for God. It gives you access into the realm of the supernatural. My prayer for everyone in this service, may you enter into the realm of the supernatural. But to enter this realm, you must ask for it. Glory to God. If you don't desire power, you can't acquire power. If you don't desire it, you can't acquire it. And what helps you acquire this kind of power? You can't buy it with money. What helps you acquire it is your passion for the dying souls around you. Let me tell you this truth. God can never empower you if you want to use that power to help those that have been destroyed. The reason why God empowers people that you can lay hands on the sick, pray for those that are going through affliction and they get healed is because you are using it for others. There was a time when I was still very young, I was still a teenager then. Then I'll be laying hands on people that will be falling right from my childhood. Lay hands. Sometimes we'll have teenagers meeting all night. We gather them. Oh yeah. Then we just like showing power. <laughs> Got all of you stand. You see people fly. One day we went for an all night. I laid hands. Nothing happened. Glory to God. I went back to my room. I was crying. Father, you disgraced me today. What happened? <laughs> disgraced me today. Disgraced me today. I was angry. Glory to God. And one day we went for a program. And a, a, a student pastor told me. He said, you have been praying and asking God for power. I said, yes. He said, God said, I should tell you, stop asking him for power. He said, go for the world. Go for what? Go for the world. Stop asking God for power. Go for the world. And I began, ever since that day, up to date, I'm still with the world. Diverse miracles happening, that's not my focus. I'm still with the world. Go for the world. Go for the world. Glory to Jesus. Go for the world. And I began to study. And I discovered that in my place of study, 
God only empowers a man that is passionate for souls. When you have hearts for souls, God empowers you. Glory to God. If God empowers you and you are not a soul winner, what will you use the power for? You will exercise this on your wife. The day she gets you angry because the power is essence, say be blind. Be blind now. <laughs> Glory to God. Say that mouth, that mouth that is jumping up and down, be dumb now in the name of Jesus. Because there is nowhere to exercise it. So that's the reason why God can't empower you if you are not a soul winner. Glory to God. But if you are a soul winner, he knows that when you go out there on the street, you will meet somebody that is sick. And so he empowers you to open their eyes. If you are a soul winner, he knows when you go out there, you meet somebody that has pains, somebody that has been booked for operation, somebody that has that's about to go through one deadly affliction. Another. God knows that you will use that power he has given you to heal them. My prayer for you, may your heart for souls be on fire for God. I said, may your passion for souls be on fire in the name of Jesus. Today is our healing banquet service. Somebody is about to be healed right now. I'm not telling you you will be healed tomorrow. I'm telling you you are getting healed now. No matter the sickness or the affliction you came into this service with, you shall be healed in the name of Jesus. Are you aware that nobody really wants to be sick? Nobody. Nobody. Glory to God. Nobody. I've only seen somebody, just one person, that wanted to be sick. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Glory to God. I had a friend. His name is Patrick. Patrick was admitted in the hospital. And we, all, we were surprised when they told us he was in the hospital. Because we were together just talking a few minutes before we went for lectures. Only for us to come back and say he's in the hospital. Ah. And we went to go and see him. We got there. We said, Patrick, are you sick? He said, no. <laughs> so why are you here? I need money. I said, how do you mean you need money? He said, don't worry, just relax. And we relax. Before we know, the father called. Hey, how are you doing? The mother called. How are you doing? He said, mama, they said we should send money. It's just money. Send money. They started wiring money. Are you aware the kind of wicked world we are in? If you are not sick, they won't take care of you. Are you aware of that? <laughs> Glory to God. How many of you have observed? <laughs> Glory there are people that will never buy beverage for you. They can never buy fruits for you. But when they hear that you are sick, as they are coming to visit you, they come with fruits. They come with beverage, milo, milk, all manner. What a wicked word. Must I be sick before you give me something to eat? Glory to Jesus. That's the world we live in. That's the world we are in. Ordinarily, when you are healthy, people come to visit you with empty hands. But when you are sick, culturally, you shouldn't go and visit a sick person without something. Is that also? So the boy pretended to be sick. Even when the doctor told him that you are here, we are discharging you, he said, No, I'm staying here. <laughs> we said, Patrick, they say you are fine. He said, I'm not fine. Is it you? Are you the one going to. The... Are you the one sick? I'm the one sick. I'm not fine. <laughs> Glory to God. If I tell you how much that young man made, the uncles from overseas, they were all sending money. Everybody, including people that used to collect money from him, they started returning what they have collected. <laughs> Glory to God. Why? Because he was sick. 
I shared with you a lady, a woman that was sick. God's servant, Papa Eadebo, he went to pray for her. Prayed, anointed her, did everything, went with some teams of pastors, prayed for her. The following day, as God's servant was about returning back to Nigeria, he asked because he went for a program outside the country. He said, what of that woman we went to pray for yesterday? He said, the woman is still in the hospital. Ah, God's servant was wondering, still in the hospital? He said, okay, as we are going to the airport, I'll just pass through the hospital, pray with her before we go. And they went there again the second time. They were praying. As God's servant was praying, the Lord told him, he said, ask her, does she want to be healed? He said, ah, Baba, is there anybody that does not want to be healed? He said, ask her. And they asked the woman, Madam, do you want to be healed? She said, no. <laughs> Glory to God. She said, no. Ha. Everybody was surprised. Ha, 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 ha. You don't want to be? And they asked, him, they asked the lady, they said, why? She said, when I was not sick, my husband used to come home around 1 a.m. in the night. 2 a.m. But since I came to the hospital, 4 p.m. is already here. <laughs> so if it is the sickness that will bring my husband early, let me remain sick. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. If it is the sickness that will make him come home early, it's better I remain here and remain sick. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. On a neutral ground, nobody truly wants to be sick. Hear this, number one. Every sickness, there is a spirit behind it. Behind every sickness, there is what? There is a spirit. So when you are praying to be healed, you are not just praying casually. You are attacking spirits. Many have not confronted the spirits. They are only confronting symptoms. Symptoms are only manifestations in the physical the real thing is a devil that is behind it. When Jesus saw, he said, he said, an enemy has done this. An enemy has done this. Glory to God. They planted good seed, but the devil came and sowed tears among the good seeds. Jesus saw it. He said, no, this is not ordinary. We didn't plant this. He said, an enemy has done this. Lift up your right hand wherever you are seated. Whatever the enemy has done in your body, Whatever the enemy has planted in your life, today they are uprooted. I said they are uprooted. Now I'll ask you one question. When do you want to be healed? I mean, when do you want to be healed? Say with me now. Say loud and say now. Glory to Jesus. As I round up, quickly I'll show you something, just very briefly. In Joshua chapter 6, from verse 26 to 27, a prophecy came that Jericho will be built and it will take 700 years that they will go in, into bondage. But any man that will build the wall of Jericho, he said the person will use his first son to lay the foundation and his last son to complete it. And after 700 years, that prophecy came to pass in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 34. A king decided to rebuild the wall. And he used his first son to lay the foundation and his last son to complete it. In Jeremiah chapter 25 from verse 11 to 12. If you can write it, write it very fast or you go and buy the CD. Jeremiah chapter 25 from verse 11 to 12. Israel was in bondage for 70 years. Now remember, the first one I mentioned was 700 years. It took 700 years for prophecy to come to pass. The second one, Israel was in bondage for 70 years. And in Daniel chapter 9, verse 2, Daniel said, I, Daniel, understood by books. He discovered it from the word of God after 70 years. That is delayed intervention. Glory to Jesus. Now, in 2 Kings chapter 2, 
Second Kings chapter 4, verse 16. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 16. Elisha said to a woman in Shushan, he said, by this time next year, you will have a son. Now, remember the first one took 700 years. The second took 70 years. This one took one year, one whole year. He said, by this time next year, you will have a child. That means after a year later, the woman got a child. Also in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1, Elisha said, by this time tomorrow, there will be abundance of food. Glory to God. By this time tomorrow, that is a 24-hour intervention. It took 24 hours. We are going somewhere. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 34, Jesus said, This night you will deny me three times. Glory to God. And after six hours, Peter denied Jesus. It took how many hours? Six hours. Remember we started, we said the first one took how many years? 700 years. The second took how many? 70. The third took how many? One year. The fourth took how many? Six hours. But the one I like. Glory to Jesus. In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 38, from verse 1 to 5, God himself told Hezekiah, he said, Hezekiah, put your house in order because you will surely die. But do you know what Hezekiah did? The Bible said, immediately, as soon as the prophet left, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And immediately, a death sentence from God was reversed. Why? Because somebody reacted. That sickness, you will react tonight. That affliction, it's time to react against it. Hear this. When you are sick, don't keep quiet. Get angry in your spirit because there is a devil behind it. Rise to your feet this morning. Anyone sick, anyone afflicted, anyone tormented, today marks an end in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. You don't need to wait for 700 years to be healed. You don't need to wait for 70 years to be healed. You don't even need to wait for one year to be healed. You don't need 24 hours to be healed. You don't even need six hours to be healed. If you desire your healing, you can get it now. When do you want your healing? I said, when do you want your breakthrough? When do you want your miracle job? When do you want your testimony? Say with me now. Say louder, say now. Now lift up your voice and begin to decree your instant healing now. Begin to confirm your instant healing. Yapaka pro sokiata. Ishagaraba latokiale. Yeprekete toriataba. Yagaladagaladagaladagaladaba. Yaprokondo soprokoto. Yekete pregedebosuta. Ishagerakete ale raba. Yapoko lotoriatila. Yeglegedeglegedeglegedeglegede. Rapata lada patala da patala da. Ia prondo do go do do go do do go do do. Ie golo do go do go do go do go do bo. Ie golo do go do go do go do go do go do go do bo. Rapata lada yada bagadaba. Ia prondo sokotopo. Thank you, faithful Father. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Now, quickly, we'll do this.
you have been empowered for all-round victory, exploit, and unquestionable dominion over all life challenges. The end has come to all struggles in Jesus' name. Please share your testimonies with us by calling us on 031-301-6266 or 074-575-9240. You can equally send us an email to wmadaben at yahoo.com. Best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at 139 Beria Road, Beria in Durban. Our services hold on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for English and Zulu interpreted services and on Wednesdays at 5.30 p.m. God bless you.